This is Hans Scheil from the Finishing Well podcast. On Finishing Well, we help you make godly choices about Medicare, long-term care, and your money. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening and choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. She's real fine, my 409. She's real fine, my 409, my 409. Welcome to the Christian Car Guy Radio Show with today's guest host, our Christian body shop guy, Jerry Mathis. I say this calls for action, and now. Gonna save all my money And buy a TV or turn it in on Get a helmet and a robot And I'll be ready to go Take it out to Pomona Good morning and welcome to Christian Car Guy Radio. And as Robbie just mentioned that the, the, as we're leading in, I'm Jerry Mathis from Ray's Body Shop and Record Service, co-hosting this morning, or, or hosting this morning for Robbie, usually co-hosting with Robbie. I'm going to miss him this morning. Now, he is in the Masculine Journey Boot Camp this weekend, and I guarantee this morning when they woke up, there was frost on the pumpkins. So it's a little frigid in a lot of areas and a little cool here in North Carolina. Well, this morning, as we get ready to sort of dive in with it being, you know, right on the hills and the Saturday before Thanksgiving, one of the things I want to just sort of throw out there and ask the question is, what is a Thanksgiving memory? So if you can think of that memory, or it can be in your car traveling to Thanksgiving for family or a family event, or just a just a cool story you'd like to share, give us a call. This is a call-in show at 866-348-7884. Also in the studio with me this morning is Darren DeWitt, which was, which is, I mean, a good friend of mine, also a guy that I lean on a lot in my business with Colors Edge. And we're going to kind of, in a minute, I'm going to jump back to him. I think he's been in with me quite a few times, but one thing I've never really asked him was sort of a little bit of his background and stuff. I know that he's, uh, one thing about Darren, not only is he a supplier for a lot of my paint stuff or basically all of my paint stuff but also and a good friend but also he's a christian brother and i just want him to kind of touch base on that a little bit and some of the things that he's doing and grew up going to liberty university and we both uh, love that university for multiple reasons oh yeah yeah good morning it's a pleasure to be here and uh, uh being with you again and uh yeah it's um uh, it's 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 been a journey. Uh, I can say that uh, uh, growing up in Southern California and settling in North Carolina, so um, get kind of two different uh, uh, views of the of the country as you're coming coming through there. But uh, yeah, I grew up uh, in a good um, in a Christian family uh, and everything. My we started off. Um, uh, uh, you know, we, I was just grown up in the church, and and we start off, I guess, Christian formed, and went into Southern Baptist and uh, Evangelical Free. So, but we're more on the, you know, all the denominations. Uh, they all have got uh, a great, um, 
uh, I guess, uh, great attributes to him. And uh, I think when, I guess, going out there trying to find uh, a, a good church and everything like that, I think that that also is, is kind of what's speaking to your heart and everything. So uh, uh, exposed really early to a bunch of different denominations uh, as I was uh, growing up and uh, um, wound up, my sister wound up going to Liberty University and went out there and fell in love with that school, even though it was nowhere near the size or the amenities or anything that it has today. But uh, it was a great Christian university. I wanted to stay um, kind of in that Christian education field, um, uh, you know, um, and it was just, and I wanted to kind of have that college experience also as far as getting getting away from from Southern California and well and I love Southern California still but <laughs> it's definitely different than, than than North Carolina but uh and especially from Liberty but uh had a great time going up there um growing in the growing in the Lord up there and and got to exposed a lot of different uh ideas and and viewpoints uh that I'd you know, never been exposed to. And I, I it was just a great experience there and uh, meeting the people. And I'd never been experienced to, to Southern culture until I, I went out there. And and a lot of my friends were from this area in North Carolina. So well, welcome. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, coming back uh, when I got done with uh, Liberty, you know, went back Started with my family's business in, in automotive uh, warehousing and stuff. And the Lord provided opportunities to move around the country, help grow that business um, in that area. And then he gave me the opportunity to start my own company in 04, so uh, over in Greensboro. And uh, wound up meeting with a lot of uh, great guys uh, in the industry that decided to start the business with me. And Started in I think July of '04, and we've been kind of running ever since. But God has very uh, uh, been blessed uh, on our organization and and enabled us to continue to grow and uh, work in the lives of my employees and hopefully my customers. And and we just try to um, just try to you know go out there and and um, show that you can st- still be a a lot of people in business. They they're a Christian, I guess maybe you know, outside of business, but not in business. We try to kind of keep it all, uh, live our lives uh, accordingly and, and, and be able to be a witness out there in the world, uh, through our industry. Yeah. I, I know that, uh, early on when you got started and company formed, that was one of the things that kind of drew me to your company, you know, and it's not always being a Christian and running a business, you know, you don't have to put the placard on the front door. You hope that people, when they come through the door and you're through your employees, they're able to to know that you're a Christian. That's that's the values that you cherish, and also you you know you don't leave them at the door. You bring them in. Correct. That's, that's, yeah. that's pretty that's pretty cool and stuff. And, I, and also with your dad, I, I just want to mention him because I mentioned him a few times, and I his. You know, after retiring, I mean, really, he got a new focus in life, and just kind of share just a moment about that. Yeah, he um, uh, once he sold the company and retired, uh, he actually went into uh, more missionary or missions field as far as supporting um, uh, different types of missions. He first started with doing a lot of stuff in in Mexico, doing um, um, they're called loft houses and stuff like that with a, a um, with a, a company called um, Africa or. 
I think it was uh, something Mercy Partners. And then uh, he decided to do his own one, and they're called they're now called Liberia Mercy Partners. Uh, they deal with Africa over in Liberia, and uh, what he does is he tries to uh, connect. Does a variety of different things, but uh, he he really kind of he goes over there, uh, probably twice two times a year to kind of uh, and spends a few weeks down there. But uh, in the meantime, he tries to go. He commute. He kind of. Um, uh, tries to connect different missionaries with different churches, try to get them all involved with each other to, to promote, whether that's uh, building an orphanage, building a church, um, uh, education center, um, medical staff, anything like that. He tries to help fund that and, uh, and kind of uh, allow, um, spread the word into, into the Liberian uh, country, into Liberia. And uh, he does a, basically does a lot in there. Yeah, it's kind of, you know, that's really so, so important as far as our Christian walk and stuff. And I know it's Christian Car Guy Radio, so we're all going to get to some of the things that's affecting the industry in a moment. We're also going to talk a little bit about getting your car and being prepared for winter driving. But it's, this week, as I was kind of doing some jotting some things down, I, I came across a couple stats I just want to share. Because uh, Robbie, when he had the Envision Christian Car Guy Radio and got it all rolling and stuff, I remember us sitting up in the studio, and it was three stations, I think, that was carrying it. And now, I mean, as I hear, it just kind of, I don't know, it kind of humbled me when I, I started reading over. There's over 100 radio stations that pick up this Christian Car Guy radio oh, wow. in 26 states, and it's live, live streaming on Vine and also on Truth Network. And I just started thinking about all the lives that that's able to touch in, in multiple ways. And then, Robbie, later I'm also going to talk about doing the show just to mention on, on Jesus' labor of love. That's another thing that, that, that God put on his heart that's really making an impact into a, the lives of people that are really in a crisis and stuff. So as we sit there and we, we go, and I'm talking to Darren, you know, right now the world just seems a little crazy, especially in the automotive industry because you have, you know, there's so many supply issues, and you yeah. think, you know, when when people aren't affected by it, you just think that's just talk, and it's really not a not not an issue out there. But on every segment, and it's not just automotive. I mean, it's in plumbing and and electrical and and lumber and going to the grocery store even. Mm. But for for from the automotive end, on the, the the body and collision repair, the part that I have to deal with. It's just a lot of different little issues that you wouldn't think makes that big of an impact when you just look at them individually. But when they all accumulate together, man, it makes an impact on getting your car repaired. We're going to talk a little bit about that. We'll be back in a moment. Again, this is a call-in show, 866-348-7884. You're listening to The Truth Network. And truthnetwork.com. Gonna save all my money. Oh,
Welcome back to Christian Car Guy Radio. I'm Jerry Mathis, Ray's Body Shop and Record Service in the studio with Darren DeWitt of Colors Edge. And we were just getting ready, it was going off, just talking about some of the supply chain issues. And it isn't just a supply chain, it's also just a, just getting product on different things. And as I said, it happens in all industries. And right now, I, you know, we're in a really, as far as the, the collision world goes, it's kind of a... A weird time because of not only we're going to talk a little bit about the paint and that type of supply stuff, but it's just even parts and stuff. I mean, I have customers and most of them will will understand, but there's some that that don't understand the fact that you could end up having a car that comes in and you're visually looking at it and you see all the damage. But when you start getting into it, if it's something depending on the severity of the damage, if you get in there and it has inner structure or inner rails, or some computer damage, or relay damage as far as the electrical stuff goes, some of that stuff we're trying to order, and they won't even give us a release date. It's not even available. So we're getting cars, we're putting them to side and stuff, and it messes up the schedule. Like It's horrendous as far as that goes. And and we try to work through that and try to not always do the best job, but we try to do a good job of communicating because sometimes we just don't even know. And, and this past week I've had a an issue that was just just blew me away. We had now with the computers and electronically being able to order parts, we could get parts from all over the state and Southern Virginia, Northern South Carolina, you know, because they, you know, it's more of a regional thing instead of a local thing, yeah. way the parts issues go now. But I had a company that we had a couple big orders and all of a sudden realized that all the parts went there and I called them and they had issues with delivery drivers, and they were doing. They had a co-op group that was delivering parts. Well, they decided to start just doing local deliveries <laughs> and pickup. And so they had, I think it was like four vehicles. They had pieces of orders. They were just sitting there, and they never bothered to call or tell me that they had oh, quit wow. doing that. So all of a sudden, <laughs> we're backing up and stuff. But it's the same thing with. I'm sure on your end of it also, Darren. Oh yeah. And you know, the, the labor force, it's, 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 it's just been a very challenging time, a challenging, challenging season, trying to get, uh, trying to get people to, to come in and fill a lot of these jobs. Uh, Cause we have the same problem, uh, delivery vehicles or anything like that, where we've actually had to contract some of our uh, deliveries out just to make sure that our customers are getting product in a timely fashion because we just can't get, it's just hard to get people to come come into work right now uh, for whatever reason, um, you know, the, the reasoning being out there. Uh, but, you know, with the, on our side, it, it gets a little more challenging too because just on your side, you're delaying vehicles because of parts and everything. Um, you know, when they actually start coming in, now you've got a, a, a basically a glut of, of work to push through the shop, which then requires a big push on, on automotive paint and supplies and stuff. So that all of a sudden we get hammered from our body shops, uh, a big increase, you know, our, our, we don't have that slow, uh, steady increase or decrease. It's just, it's, it's feast or famine. Basically all of a sudden you get a big blast of orders of needing product, needing product. And, and so on our side, trying to, to fill that pipeline has been a challenge. Also, we, I think we've done a great job on it, but, um, but it does, it creates, it's just, the whole system is just continually having a, um, 
this pressure that that you know hopefully will get relieved sooner or later. But uh, it's it's just been crazy. And then you got production issues on you know on the manufacturing end, both on the uh, part side, which is why you're having those those parts issues. But even on our side with the paint. Um, resins and stuff like that. A lot of that stuff comes from overseas, whether um, I know recently we've been challenged with um, plaster repair tips, these little mixing tips that go on the tubes. You know, 3M, Sim, all these manufacturers, they were being produced in, I guess, Poland or, or somewhere near Ukraine. And because of the war, they had to move it. And so there's a pack log on that. So now... You know, there's no tips and uh, being able to, to supply with these products. So now you get a, a vehicle in, you might have all the parts, but you can't, you still can't repair it because you, uh, we're out of the t- uh, the tips portion of it to do some of the seam sealers or anything that, you know, the components onto the vehicles on some of the parts to require to get it through the paint shop. So it's just, it's, it's just been a challenge you know, just throughout the whole entire thing, you know, just throughout this whole entire season right now. It's just in, and hopefully there's, it's, you know, hopefully it's getting better. I, I think it is incrementally, but, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where one know. step forward and two back seems like sometimes. And, you know, yeah. and when you're talking to a customer, you know, it's really hard to explain to them that, as you mentioned, tips. I mean, this is, it's a mix in tips. It goes to the end of a tube. Well, also, those formulas are, are, are made so that they go through there so they get the proper mixing. So you can't, do anything to reproduce that it's just it needs to go it has to go through there especially on so many of these vehicles now not only are those used as seam sailors but also that's the adhesives that hold them together yeah and if you try to deviate from that you're not putting a product out there that needs to needs to be put out there so that's the other piece yeah because they they have to be especially on the structural repair portions of them and that's where it can get kind of scary right now because you just can't swap people's tips back and forth. I can't use a 3M tip and put on a SIM. I guess I could technically, but it's not going to mix the product correctly. So it's not going to have that same OEM strength or, or there could be a fault or a defect or anything like that that can happen in the future. And, you know, our goal, our goal, your goal, everyone's goal is to make sure that when we're repairing these vehicles, it's like new condition and it's, it's, you know, the structural integrity is, is there so that if it is involved in another accident, it's not going to create a, a problem for the, for the passengers and the driver, um, you know, down the road. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, speed is, is important to be able to get to timely manner, but it all goes back to it is, is and I always tell people is to make sure you get a shop that you have confidence in that's going to do it right. Because yeah, you could switch tips and use a different brand, but you don't know the longevity if it's in another car crash and stuff that how how durable it's going to be and how it's going to take the impact because those vehicles are made where every panel depends upon the next one as far as the impact goes as far as the safety. We'll be back in just a moment again. Call in show eight six six three four eight seven eight eight four. Listening to the Truth Network and TruthNetwork.com. 
Here come the Dutch boys. Those good guys are back. With a look in their eye. They mean business this time. Their deals are great. Now's the time to buy. See the Dodge Boys now for a new kind of deal. Now here's a car partner you just can't beat. Coronet's the name, and it's a real family treat. Feature for a feature, Dodge Coronet's got more. What we call standard, others charge you. Well, welcome back to Christian Car Guy Radio. I'm Jerry Mathis with Darren DeWitt with me in the studio. A couple quick things I just want to mention. Uh, one, a lot of people, because I was talking to Darren between the break about his dad being able to listen to the, the show, but you can go to Christian Car Guy Radio and go up to the corner, and all the past shows, this show will be up where you can just listen to podcasts. I encourage you to you know, go back and do that, and also for people to share the show with just tell them about it they can go and do that and listen to it and they can do it whenever is a convenient time for them also i want to make a quick mention on something that's coming up at uh, i know this is a national show we're all over the place but good friend of mine uh, nikita koloff will be at pinedale christian church on december 4th and if you've ever been able to if you're on some of these stations may carry man up broadcast it's time to man up that nikita does you can also go and pull his website up also and listen to podcast if you that name may sound a little familiar the russian nightmare uh, yeah. but you ought to listen this man has a heart for jesus christ and a phenomenal speaker uh, but he's gonna be at pinedale christian church in winston-salem on december 4th i encourage you if you're in this area come out and listen because it'll be a blast um with Thanksgiving around the corner, I did want to mention Thanksgiving since we're the Saturday before Thanksgiving, and I'm going to ask Darren about his favorite Thanksgiving memory, but before I do, I think, you know, we are celebrating Thanksgiving because of this country, you know, the, the, the pioneers coming here and everything, and, you know, the world ought to be celebrating Thanksgiving on a everyday basis and i'm going to read a passage in first thessalonians 5 16 and 18 through 18 rejoice always pray continually give thanks in all circumstances for this is god's will for you in jesus christ and the reason i read that is you know when i start thinking about that just the thanks that we should have for christ you know coming to the cross god sending his son down calvary i mean every day should be thanksgiving for us as christians but this is the week that we're going to celebrate Thanksgiving on Thursday. And I know everybody has those memories. I can think back. I mean, you know, love getting in a car and we would, you know, kind of rotate it. We had, I don't know, it's kind of this thing where I felt like Thanksgiving was like three days. We hit <laughs> all of our family members would have, oh, I want to have Thanksgiving. So they'd have Thanksgiving breakfast. We'd have a Thanksgiving dinner somewhere else. We'd drive, eat lunch somewhere and then have to go eat dinner in which we still have been doing that for years where my family eats, uh, we do dinner, but my wife's family does lunch. So I fill up at lunchtime and then I got to make sure I save enough space so I can eat come dinner time, which is by Friday I'm like miserable, but it sure was good. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Now, I think, uh, you know, my looking back, my favorite was, was still when I was a child, um, uh, growing up with my brother, uh, my brother's about five years older than me, and then uh, my two sisters are are older than that, so I'm the I'm the baby of the family. But uh, I, I remember, you know, growing up, you know, you wake up on things on the West Coast. Like I said, it's a little bit different. Uh, wake up in the morning, you know, the Macy's parade. The day's already over. What are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> so, but the Macy's, you know, Macy's parade was already 
uh, aired, but you know, out there it airs yeah, at the same time. So, you know, we'd wake up, my brother would turn that on. That's his favorite thing. And so we'd sit there and watch that and um, as a family and everything. And then uh, we'd always do uh, Thanksgiving or kind of in between kind of lunch and, and dinner. We'd always have it around two o'clock ish or so. And, uh, and then, so we'd be able to watch, uh, the moment the Macy's parade was over, the football game was already on cause, uh, you know, West coast time, you know, I think it starts at nine or 10. So, you know, we'd get to watch football in the mornings and, um, and then, uh, be able to, after the first game, then we're having the dinner and then, uh, watch another game and then, uh, have good desserts and everything. So it was, it was just kind of a neat thing with the family and we always had it just, um, just with us, um, uh, growing up and that, that was always my favorite time and, and got to, got to, uh, just kind of be with the family all day. So, yeah, that's, that's it. You know, I think for me, just, just the family thing. And, and as I sit back and start looking back to, you know, memories and stuff with, uh, both my parents not able to really do any of that anymore and stuff. And, you know, you really start things that we, I don't know, I really to tell you the truth, it's sort of we took for granted over all those years. Yeah. And anybody listening who is under 50 years old probably don't understand that. When you start, as you get older, the little things that seem so insignificant are the things that you remember, and it's the getting together with family. It's... uh yeah, because you know I've I've tried to replicate it out here where I wake up and watch the you know, Macy's, but you know it's just different when you're you know when you've got the whole family together and you know growing up and everything and you're you're able to do it as a family. It's just, it's 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 just special, I think. Yeah, I, I, I agree, and that's something I I'll always sort of go back into, and, and, my, and Myra will tell you, you know, I, I do too much reminiscing sometimes. I'm kind of the kind of guy who goes and. I like to ride through the old neighborhoods I grew up in, and I'll <laughs> stay in contact with people that that I that I grew up with, and and I went to school with, and I'm always just like just kind of talking about that stuff. I go on vacation. Uh, Myra will not. She tells me I can't go to any kind of old fort or battleship. <laughs> stay away from those because she says it's an all day thing, and she sits there like. <laughs> blood pressure raise and it's time to go can't we do something else you know i'm just that's, that's just my personality and stuff also you know one thing that thanksgiving is sort of like signals is we're about ready to really get into it. and if you're in uh well the the northeast today that that weather has already hit you i mean it's it's you know the time of the year where you start saying okay now we're going into winter we've got to start thinking about that and, and one of the things that sort of gets overlooked because every year I don't have the stat in front of me. There's, you know, hundreds of people in the U.S. that die because of winter conditions, and usually where they broke down or got stuck, or or even getting out of a car that's slid off the road and get hit by another car. There's so many weather-related deaths. It's, it's it's in the thousands, really, where people just a lot of it could be avoided. Where People just don't prepare. They don't prepare their car. They don't prepare themselves. They don't prepare uh, the, the, the driving schedule or, or mapping out how they're going to go. And I know a lot of that is regional because if you come down south, further south you get, one inch of snow will just about ground 
Yeah. Now you go up, you know, I'm looking up north, you know, it's yeah, Buffalo with six feet, yeah. I think, today. <laughs> but you know, there's probably people still maneuvering around up there. I mean, they're they're just used to it and they're able to do it. I know that I I went one year I went to I was in Buffalo, the first time I'd ever went to Buffalo, and it was during the winter, and I had flown up and I was driving a vehicle back. And it was the weirdest thing. I mean, the I'm driving down the roads and the snow was where they've been plowing it was about six or seven feet high on all, it was like you're riding in a tunnel oh, and you get to an intersection you had to ease out because you couldn't see anything you couldn't see what was coming around the corner or anything like that and it was just just so different but i'm driving an ad and i'm white knuckling it i mean i'm <laughs> scared to death but people just driving they're passing me it's like it's like a nice sunny day in north carolina riding around so I guess it's just a matter of what you get used to and also what you train yourself and what you're, you're you know, they, they prepare their cars to be able to do that. They prepare their, their self to be able to drive like that. I'm going to sort of, I've got a list here. I'm going to sort of kind of go over some of the things to prepare for winter driving to make it safe. And it's sort of a, there, there's three points it's going to do. It's prepare, prepare for the trip, protect, protect yourself, and prevent crashes on the road. And some of these may seem kind of common sense, but yeah. it's amazing how many of them, because of being in the towing industry, a lot of this that may seem like common sense is not common sense. And, and I'll put this on the prepare side. I will say also, if you've bought an electric vehicle, preparing for a, a trip is definitely even more, um, uh, uh, you know, more, more uh, important just because, I mean, you read that one article where a guy had bought an electric car and took him, I think, 20 hours or something like that to get home or something like that for, because he, you know, they just, you don't know where your charging stations are and, and different things like that. You, you got to know where the, the limitations are of your vehicle in general. Um, but uh, electric cars now, as they're getting more and more prevalent, I think, uh, I think that's also a, a definite uh, importance there. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Know your vehicle and stuff. Uh one of them is to maintain your car. Now, you know, these seem like simple things, but batteries are a huge issue during cold weather. And, you know, the thing, the truth of the matter is also real hot weather is when also your battery will go out, but people don't really think about that because it's not as big of a crisis. But battery, make sure you check and make sure your battery's in, in good condition. It's got, you know, got good ampage and stuff because all of a sudden cold weather and you're stranded on the side of the road. Uh, that's not a good that's not a good good deal for you. We'll come back, we'll go over this list in just a few moments. Again, you're listening to Christian Car Guy Radio. Enjoy having you this morning. You're listening to the Truth Network and Truthnetwork.com. Gonna save all my money. Welcome back to Christian Car Guy Radio. As we left, we were kind of talking about some of the things to prepare for the winter driving, and we we got stuck on the very first one: is the battery. Is make sure your battery has good amperage. It's a good battery because. Like I said, the worst thing you want is to go somewhere, go to the store, and you go out there, and you've got groceries in the store, or you're picking up kids, 
and you turn that switch over and you just get that <laughs> click, 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 that's not a good sound. So especially when the weather's bad and that bad weather is really tough on a battery. So make sure you get your battery checked. And most, uh, most service centers or even uh, the auto parts stores will come out and check a battery for free. So I just encourage you to do that. Take time to do it. Check your tire tread. Make sure you have good tires. on. In, in bad weather, snow, worst thing you do is have slick tires because then you're going to come visit a body shop like mine because you've done <laughs> slid into somebody. You're not able to stop. So check your, your tires. Check your windshield wipers. Make sure you have good windshield wiper blades and stuff and keep your, you know, keep those in good condition. As we talked about windshield, as the brake, we talked about a couple things to do to prevent rust and damage to your car. One is... The wintertime is really good. Whenever you have a nice day, it's been bad weather, sun pops out, it may get above freezing, go to the car wash and just wash the underneath of your body, the body of the car. That undercarriage, if that stuff lays in there and sits there, Darren sees it, anybody in this business will tell you it'll just rot away. That 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 salt will, will etch in there, and next thing you know, you've got a vehicle that has severe rust damage which a couple things, the value of the vehicle, it kills that. But the second thing also, if you have a lot of rust, you no longer have the protection of that vehicle because all your panels are going to crumble more easily and stuff. So you really the car isn't, you know, safety is also an issue. So I encourage you to make sure you do that. With your windshield, this is something that, that we see all throughout the winter. Somebody will come and the windshield just like, crows but just just spider you know it's just just shattered and stuff with these cracks are ran from end to end and I already know what they've done because i mean it's amazing how many people get the water as hot as they even boil water yeah. they got ice on their windshield so they go in i'm gonna get some i'm gonna boil some water and i'm gonna pour it on the windshield well if you've got any kind of little stone chip in there even if you don't all of a sudden, you got an issue because now you need a windshield because that stuff will crack and run. So don't 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 put don't put hot water on your on your glass and stuff. And you know, there's a lot of little things like that. Yeah, there's yeah. I know back when I was living up north, uh, you know, we always had additives that we put in our windshield washer uh, fluid and stuff, and I would just spray that on there, leave the truck run, you know, leave my car running while I you know got ready and come back out and that additive kind of ate away i think it was defroster or something like that that's in in the um uh washer fluid and stuff like that that works fantastic um you know if you if you don't have a scraper or anything like that uh that's that's always helped me in the past of, of putting an additive in your in your windshield washer fluid yeah that's something a lot of people overlook is the fact they don't put a fluid washer fluid that's that that's for winter i mean they if you look there's some that don't have the the, the protection as far as getting down to past freezing. There's others that have it, and others have even more additives in it to help melt the ice and stuff. Just in, make sure you do that because another thing where people will put water in their washer fluid a lot of times, it's another thing we see during the winter a lot. When spring comes around and they're like, well, I went to fill my washer fluid up, and it's just all running out because they had water in it, and <laughs> that thing froze over the summer and cracked that plastic tank. Yep. And so it's another cost you have to do. Um have a have a scraper. You mentioned have a have a windshield scraper, an ice scraper in the car with you. Whenever you're traveling, always have plenty of warm clothes. If you don't have them on, at least put them in the trunk. Have some cat litter or or, or ice melt or something that you can put in case you do get off the road and, and need to be able to yeah. get traction to get back back on the road. If you ever break down, 
always know that that roads are slick and maybe the person coming down that road or coming down the highway may not have complete control of their vehicle as they come by you. So, uh, so many times we respond to accidents where somebody got hit, the vehicle was hit by a car while they're sitting on the side of the road. Mm -hmm. And it's just, just use common sense sometimes, you know, don't stand there close to the car. If you do, make sure you stand to the other side of the road. But so many people stand right there on the side of the road and they're, you know, it's just, just asking for trouble. If you are broke down, another thing that, that people will do is get sick and stuff because they leave their car running. Oh, yeah. You got your windows up, car's running, you're waiting on help. Carbon monoxide. Yeah, carbon monoxide is a... a Silent killer there. Yeah. So. so I always encourage people, you know, run it for just a moment to warm it up, turn it off, then crank it back up and just kind of do that at intervals till help comes or, or, or a tow truck comes or, or a friend comes to pick you up because it's those... Little things like that that we just kind of overlook and take for granted. Darren, you think of anything else that we want to leave them with? Um, yeah, I think uh, yeah. As far as that's that's concerned, that's the main things that I would definitely have on the car. And uh, you know, anytime you're breaking down or anything like that, that's that'll keep you in good, uh, at least better prepared than than anything else while you wait for uh, to help arrive. And especially in the winter months, you know, if you get caught in a blizzard or anything like that, I mean, it takes a long time for some of these uh, emergency personnel to get to you. So yeah, you know, packing warm clothes, having, you know, water or, some, you know, some kind of beverage, uh, preferably water, but uh, you, know, <laughs> you know, I mean, sodas are okay, but you know, <laughs> you want uh, something that's going to keep you hydrated and, and everything like that. And, you know, I always keep a, a pack of, uh, what, down south they call them nabs, but you know crackers or anything like that just to to munch Square on square meal that. right there exactly. So, <laughs> but uh, you always want to prep uh, anytime you're 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 in your car. If it if it was to break down, you just want to make sure you're 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 prepared. Yeah, I always say you know have a flashlight in there. Make sure if you know that you're going out, and especially if some be a trip where you let's say more than ten or fifteen miles from your house, make sure your cell phone is charged up. Yeah, or you have a charger with you because. That's the other thing where people will get out and their cell phone is about yeah. dead and then they break down and trying to call for help and they can't get yeah, through. And what's nice, they make a product uh, out there for like a jumper. It's like a mini jumper box. I know you guys have, have had some in the past uh, in, in the body shop side, just a jumper car. But a lot of those jumper boxes now come with chargers and stuff like that on them to where your phone is 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 dying uh unexpectedly you can sit there and, and plug that in and be able to to charge up your phone you know remotely while you're while you're waiting for help yes and it's just you know just sometimes it's just using common sense but i just encourage everyone before weather hits kind of take those things check check your fluids in your vehicle check your battery your wipers and then when you're going out make sure you know you don't want to go planning on breaking down but make sure your car is equipped in case you do break down or you slide off and get stuck somewhere or even, you know, it may not even have anything to do with you. You could be on the interstate. I mean, we hear these every year where people die on the interstate where traffic, there was a bad accident in traffic and they were, they're stopped in traffic and can't get off the interstate and can't move. And yeah, they're just stuck there. For, stuck in gridlock. Yeah. For, for, I think there was one in, I forgot where it was at. I think, uh, Pennsylvania or something. Yeah, that, that there was like two days before they opened up the highway and people were stuck in there. Well, Darren, it's been a great morning. And, and as I always say, you know, when sitting here, time sure flies. And the Christian Car Guy, it's been a great, great morning, great 
uh, opportunity. I hope Robbie's having a, a, a fantastic time with boot camp. And again, you know, this weekend and this week as we celebrate Thanksgiving, give thanks for what we really should give thanks for, and that's the fact that God loved us enough that he sent Jesus Christ. So if you're not anywhere and don't have plans tomorrow, and I hope your plans tomorrow are to be in church somewhere, go to your local church, get plugged in, and celebrate Thanksgiving and the gift of Jesus Christ. Amen. This is the Truth Network.